2: Welcome, welcome, everyone, to this Victory Monday edition of No Credentials Required, where you don't need a press pass to talk sports. My name is Ryan McCarthy. I'm one of the co-hosts of No Credentials Required. This is a special New York Jets Victory Monday edition of the podcast, also the live stream. And I just want to remind you first about our social media channels, which are right here. Twitter, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, no creds req, facebook.com forward slash no creds req. If you're watching on YouTube, give us a thumbs up, subscribe, like the channel, share the channel, get notified of, of live streams and videos when videos go up. If you're listening on audio on the podcast side, and if you're watching this on, on a replay, thank you for joining us on the replay. On the podcast side, Spreaker is our home base. But you can also listen on any of these podcasts, other podcast platforms, including Apple, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, any platform. And you can also rate and review. Five stars is the preferred amount of stars that we request because rating and reviewing lets people know that this podcast exists. And if you leave a review, whether it be on a podcast platform or if you leave a comment on our YouTube channel, We might even read it on the air, no matter how gross and disgusting it is. Okay, within limit, within limits. So, I'm going to bring in my guest. He is also very, very happy to celebrate Victory Monday. And that's my friend, Dan Goldstein. Dan in Fishland. Dan, what's going on, buddy? Uh Uh-oh. How
3: you doing? How you doing, brother? I have no idea what happened to my headphones, so I'm winging this a little bit. Can you hear me okay? I can hear you. Yes. All nice right. About well, I, you. Got a, I got like a little thank you.
2: Hey, look at that.
3: All right, cool. So, all right, we can make this work, then. We can make this work. Yeah. Right. yeah. Hey, man. Yeah. Good to see you again on another Victory Monday, brother. We missed We missed getting to do one for... Uh...
2: Victory oh, Monday. I love it. Oh,
3: I song. love it. <laughs> 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 I miss, God. I used to have this last
2: this doing last week so it's you know it's uh, but two it's two two wins in a row I mean when was the last time we had two wins in a row
3: dude it's it's like unheard of I mean it's oh, pre solid well, we beat sure.
2: the Rams and then we beat the Browns yeah
3: yeah yeah pre solid days is the last time we got to do it so yeah. it's uh it's crazy it's crazy man I don't know I love it being in South Florida today you know we're obviously seeing as how I live there you know, a lot of my people, my job are, are Dolphins fans. So, I mean, as soon as I pulled up in the truck, I honked the horn like over and over and over because I work in a tire shop. Mm. And then I screamed 40 to 17 bitches. <laughs> and that's how I got to work.
2: I love it. I love it. I love it. I, I, I said, I said at work this morning, I, I wrote in our work chat, I said, I said, uh, you know, Vic, welcome. Uh, good morning to everyone, especially the New York Jets especially and, oh my goodness! I was on snowman the morning this morning talking about the Jets victory just basically all like the entire segment was about the Jets and just how this team is slowly but surely in the first five weeks of the season when so many pundits so many pundits I have so many receipts for so many pundits said oh this team's going oh and nine before the before their bye week
3: oh it's, in- uh-huh. it's insane
2: uh-huh, okay. okay. yeah.
3: it's just it's just insane. I mean, you think about, it, I mean, I don't think anybody truly expected a three and two start, but I mean, these rookies look special, mm. and AVT mm. looks special. And I mean, like the the ascension of some of these players was is, is beyond, I think, what any of us expected, and they're just in a much, much better spot. Oh, I love it. I love it. I love it.
2: <laughs> I just I just think I just think of that, that that South Park episode where the uh the Japanese are hunting the dolphins and the uh and the whales throughout oh, the entire, yeah. throughout
3: the entire I've episode. That. I've seen I've seen that one. I haven't seen all the oh, South Park gosh. ones, but I have seen that one.
2: That one is one of my favorite episodes where, where Cartman sings uh karaoke of poker face. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and somebody did a mashup of Lady Gaga, Christopher Walk, Lady Gaga's version of Christopher of Poker Face, Christopher walking, rec- walking, reciting Poker Face, and Cartman singing Poker <laughs> Face, and it's one of the best <laughs> ever. It's ever.
3: brilliant. I know, I know. I love it. I love it. That, that one, yeah, that one comes back to me. That's a great one. I love that episode. Yeah. Oh. Also, forgive me here a little bit. I seem to have a long COVID symptom of this perpetual tickle in the back of my throat that will cause me to go into coughing fits.
2: Yeah, and I, been, I mean. It's
3: been about a I, month, and it has
1: not yeah, gone away. I,
2: I, had, I had the Rona back in uh, December of last year, uh, right after, right after Thanksgiving, and my allergies were awful this year. So I'm not sure if that was a but anyway. I'm wondering if that's, I wonder
3: if, that's, I wonder if that's what it is too. But again, I don't have a headset. So I have no way to like mute myself. So I apologize in advance for <laughs> the may come from this. You may have to do yeah, some editing it, tonight.
2: If you go if you go into settings and you go to and you go to audio and the headphones are right if you go to speaker, it'll tell you which headphones you're using. So just an FYI in regards to uh um, in regards yeah. to that. So yesterday's win. Um I, I admit I got a bit worried in the third quarter. When the this and this is the worst quarter for the Jets so far this year. That was my really biggest is. worry. They got shut out a and they they just couldn't seem to get anything going on offense. But they limit the Dolphins to three <clears> points. <throat> the Dolphins score in that quarter, and but they the, the defense limits limits them to three points, and then starts to turn starts the the wave starts to starts to occur in the fourth quarter when they hold the Dolphins after the Dolphins marched in their in the Jets territory. And the Jets stop them. Dolphins attempt a long field goal. They miss. And then the Jets just use that momentum, that wave of momentum to push forward and score a, a touchdown. And I was, I was hoping I'm praying. I'm going, all right, you stopped them. Now shove it down their throats and score right. a touchdown. Let's get one score to make it a two score. Let's get a score to make it a two score game. And then yesterday, as I'm doing yard work, or not yard work, housework, I'm, I'm, I'm putting together the fascia back on my, uh, on my, uh, on my house in the backyard in the back of the house. I'm listening to the game and Bob was choosing. God bless that man. I love that. He's my favorite. He's my favorite radio announcer. The way he described the the, the strip sack by Carl Lawson and the subsequent scoop of Quinn Williams, and I didn't see this until later but the total disrespectful <laughs> was stiff the best part of the game of Tyreek Hill. If Hill didn't, if Hill wasn't in his way, he's scoring. Yes. He scored probably. that touchdown. Probably. But the yes. Jets, I mean, they wind up scoring anyway, because of the, uh, because the Jets wound up getting the, getting a touchdown by, by Brees Hall, who we'll talk about, uh, and they get the ball back again. Uh, they forced a, th- a four and out against the Dolphins. They went up scoring Braxton Bears with a jet sweep. No pun intended. That's what the play is called. And they go up 40 to 17. And which leads me to drinking this almost 20-ounce can of
3: hard seltzer. Fruit punch, huh?
2: Fruit punch. I by two it. robbers based out of Philadelphia. Oh Lord. Wow. <sighs> Well, I want to, I I, you know I got to get something local next time the Jets score thirty points and win. It could be it could be it could be the Sunday. You never know. I mean, I,
3: this is this is not the same Packers, but we'll get to that.
2: No, this is not the same Packers team that it, it has been over the last couple of years, but
3: yeah.
2: All right,
3: Go up. for it, buddy. You'll love it.
2: Oh, oh, so much yeah. carbonation. Oh. Oh. <laughs> it hits you and it just went <laughs> And the carbonation just explodes. It's not too bad.
3: That was a good one?
2: It was decent. It wasn't the lemon lime I had last time. <laughs> I, 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 I like lemon lime more. Anyway. So let's talk about our Jets. Uh, offense. Let's start on the offensive side of the ball. What was your... I think our player of the game on the offensive side of the ball is obviously Brees Hall. Brees Hall is and I saw this on Twitter and the social media and I it bears repeating. Brees Hall is what Le'Veon Bell should have been.
3: It almost feels that way. It really, really does. Like that was like his his style, I think he's more powerful than Le'Veon is was. But his style is very reminiscent of the way Le'Veon Bell was, with the patience behind the line and the and the vision and the eyesight and trying to find the the best hole and then exploding through it. He is definitely what we all hoped we were getting when Le'Veon Bell came on board, and it's just amazing to see someone of just his just natural ability. At work. And I mean, I can only imagine when the Jets actually finally kind of get like their O line issues together, just how much even more effective and better he could even he can be. Yeah, you know, it was just it was just a it was just a fantastic to, to, to watch him go. You know, it's, it's just one of these rookies just keep these rookies just keep coming out and just keep balling. Yeah. And it's just like insane it's just since if it's one week if it's one week it's Garrett Wilson blowing the doors off and then the next week it's Brees Hall blowing the doors off and the next week and then every week it's been sauce Gardner like it doesn't even matter who you're there like mm-hmm. you're just shut down it's just this rookie class has been a delight to watch so far and has just that I think is the biggest thing that's really breathed new life into me as a long-suffering Jets fan and I feel probably most others oh yeah it's just these I mean, five, two rookie classes just changing the change in the change in the it's a change in the guard
2: literally it is, it is it is and one of my favorite parts of the see <clears throat> the, the social and just following on social media all the jets all the jets stuff coming out was robert Sala saying hey hey great win we played a full 60 minutes sixty minutes of ball and that's one of my great that's one of my pluses that they played 60 minutes of football
3: yes that was another awesome thing i was going to get allude to that
2: yeah, they played a full 60 minutes. They led throughout the game. This is one of those wins that Jets fans have been craving, have been dying. absolutely dying for the last three years. Yeah, I mean, the it last, it it last two, really, but the, the last three, I say three, four, oh God, four years, because they didn't it's, really it, have any – they didn't have many dominant wins when in the previous regime.
3: No, it was – it literally, like, checked every box you wanted as a Jet fan. It was a home win. It was a divisional win. It was a consecutive win. It was a dominating win. It was a complete win. Like, you literally couldn't – I mean, yeah, of course, there's places that they could improve in, like, areas. But as a as a team victory, this was everything you wanted it to be. Braden Mann, special teams was on point again. You know, the defense had its issues with certain things, but I mean clamped down when they needed to and came up big. And then the offense, I mean, you know, it wasn't a gangbuster Zach Wilson day, but you didn't need no. him to be. Just manage the offense and let your playmakers do their thing and it was and it was brilliant. I mean, his stats would look so much better if Brees had all got two extra yards.
2: Yeah, yeah. He would have had <laughs> he would have had at least three touchdowns if he could just get if he was just like another inch taller, <laughs> yeah. If his reach was just real. a little bit more,
3: it's true, and, man. It's true.
2: And it's... I also want to bring, I also want to bring up another thing. I'm, I don't mean to interrupt you, but, um, I somebody posted a video from George from uh, from Pro That's Football that. Focus, yeah, uh, saying that how the Jets right. were terrible for taking Brees Hall. I had my doubts, admittedly. I had my doubts initially when they took the pick because I was live on. On uh, on our uh, live football coverage on Billy Up Sports, but mm-hmm. after seeing what he could do, like all the stuff he did in college, like all those highlights, and seeing what he can do, it's now translating to the pro level, and I am just it's it's so nice to see the Jets have young, talented personnel who are game changers,
3: game changers, and what's good. Is it's not even like. It's it's personnel that's actually like doing something. They're not your typical Jets bust of years past, where yeah. you would draft your Sean Green in the second round, and it never went really anywhere. I mean, no, Sean Green, and he had, was and the he had like round. a
2: good year a year or two, but after that, it was just it was. But look, at, but Brees already happened?
3: looked like one of the best overall weapons in the NFL after mm-hmm. what you can see he's done the last three weeks, mainly the last two. And now once this, everything gets more comfortable and the O-line can maybe settle into the same lineup for more than just a, a week, you know, there's mm-hmm. there's a lot more opportunity for him to get even better. I mean, and work on some yeah. of the things he needs to work on, more north-south and finding the open holes a little bit easier and things like that. And it's just it's just really, really exciting, and I don't know how to feel about it. And it's it makes me nervous, <laughs> and it makes me giddy, and – and like, I just, I don't know how to handle it.
2: <laughs> it's, it's, it's kind of like, it's, it's kind of like uh, you're getting to know a girl and you're going to ask her to the prom. You, you just got to might have the right, when the moment is right. Yeah. Ask the gal. And it's, it's, that nervous. feel. It's that nervous. It's that feeling of anticipation that something's good. Something good is bound to happen. And it's, ha- it's starting to happen.
3: Yes, very much. Like you really happen. do. Like This is, this, it, it's true. I mean, it's true. I mean, this season, this season, even if the Jets don't, you know, even if the Jets don't make the playoffs, even if the Jets, you know, are out of it by beginning to mid of December, you know, God forbid, mm-hmm. like you know, the next games just don't go well. This season will be so much a success just seeing the potential of what it could be. That if you shore up the last few areas you need to shore up and coach them up the way that you can, you know, you hope that Sol and his staff can do.
2: Mm-hmm. I
3: mean, then it's really really exciting to see like what the true potential of this team could be if if all the right if if the coaches are the right people that we hope they are and that they get those last few pieces you know and yeah. it's just it's crazy it's just crazy yeah. this win just proved it like this win just proved it like it's just not it is also not the same old jets anymore the packers yeah. should be very worried they may lose next week with the way they're playing
2: yeah i mean look at who aaron Rodgers has to throw to he has to throw to a rookie a couple of wide receiver two twos. He's two. two, oh, sorry, two he's got Christian
3: sorry. Watson and Romeo Dobbs.
2: Oh, that's right, Dobbs. That's right. So two rookies. Uh, a guy who should be, who is supposedly a wide receiver two, but he's actually a wide receiver four, and ninety-seven-year-old Mercedes Lewis. <laughs>
0: yeah.
2: I mean, they have also got Aaron Jones, but uh, Jets. The, I mean, the Jets had their worst day, allowing uh, over a hundred yards to of all people. Uh, a guy who's be on their practice squad, uh, yeah. but it's the overcompensate. It's it's the fact that they're compensating for not allowing Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle to have big games. Even with a third string court, even with a third string rookie quarterback, those two could still have baller days. And the Jets defense, their secondary, did not allow them to have those types of, that type of day, like days from previous weeks.
3: And you know, and those three pass interference penalties
2: were all a little bit Mickey Mouse. Oh my God! You know, like two, let's be two honest, of like, were, like, two of them were two of them were definitely Mickey Mouse. Like, one was it? one was a ball that was uncatchable? Yeah, I, yeah, right. The DJ
3: Reed one was crazy. Like that was that was five yards. That was five yards off of where a spot was. Like, there's no reason that that should be pass interference. MC Two's bullshit little lower back hold that he was doing he was doing nothing to obstruct that play give me a break sauces I could see going either way and you know what all right if we got to give it the sauces that that is what it is you know it's a learning experience for him you know whatever but man two of those were were ticky tack little mickey mouse penalties that really could have affected this game in a crazy way I mean we gave up literally 100 yards in pass interference calls and that's just like ridiculous yeah. Like, you you know what?
2: Though? You know what? Though, there, there, those were three of the five, and, and they, and the secondary hadn't had a penalty all season long until all until season yest- until yesterday. Yeah. And if, if what's the funny thing is, is that those three inter pass interference calls, if there were, if it was any other team in the league, they would have gotten away with it.
3: Me- probably Maybe. most. I think <laughs> most teams probably would have got the benefit of the doubt. But I mean, like. I don't know. It kinda of, it definitely rubbed me the wrong way looking at those. Especially I think I think Michael Carter's I think Michael Carter's was on a third down.
2: That was on a third down. Yeah.
3: Right. It was on a third down. I don't remember I don't remember sauces. I don't I think I think DJ Reed was a third down too. Now that I think about yeah. it. Yeah.
2: So I, I watched I watched the condensed game today. I get the NFL plus subscription and uh tomorrow I get, to, I get the opportunity to watch do my first uh first uh um what do you call it all twenty all twenty two or
0: 22. All, 22. all
2: 22 yes like do some like maybe some post some we'll post some plays before i go live tomorrow night with uh, my buddy dustin as we review all of nfl week week five so yeah i mean that's the one the penalties too outside the three penalties the one thing that the the, the, the jets have done better this year is limiting penalties I think Very yesterday so. was their most. I think their. I think yesterday was their mo, their most. This is the last. Yesterday's game was the game that had the most penalty yards for themselves. Oh, for and sure. And three were DPIs. One was what, a false start, uh-huh. and the other may may have been illegal illegal formation. So was, this, I mean, but and all the penalties I mean, seem to go against yeah. the Dolphins, which is. Hysterical.
3: They've really, they've really cleaned Sorry. that up. You haven't, you haven't yeah. seen a lot of defensive holding. We haven't seen oh. a lot of like. There's been some backbreakers, you know. Again, like Carl Lawson's penalty was brutal, you mm. know, against Cincinnati and everything like that. But JFM's I mean, like,
2: against Cincinnati. J- uh, JFM, JFM against Cincinnati. Right. Carl yeah. Lawson was last week.
3: That's right. Yeah, Carl Lawson against Pittsburgh. So, like, yeah, there's been some brutal ones that have been deserved. But I mean, for the most part, like they've really cleaned up like the holding penalties, you know, the illegal contacts. You know, we're not we're not seeing a lot of that. Like this this secondary has been vastly, vastly improved. Even with joiners poor in Whitehead's poor play the first three weeks. Whitehead had a great game yesterday too. Whitehead was a Whitehead was a force in in his tackling and his on deep in his, his, de, his pass w- defense.
2: Yeah, was it wasn't it Whitehead was it Whitehead or Quan that had that tackle on fourth and uh, fourth that was and Kwon. three?
0: That was one quiet. was quiet. oh my God yeah I think well, I so talked I about him this I,
2: morning on on, on snowman in snowman that was I talked a beautiful him. play and he's another one too for one point one I think one point one year one point 1. 1, 1. one mil guaranteed yeah one point
3: one mil guaranteed and this is the kind of player we're getting bro this is insanity I hope he stays healthy yeah I really I, hope I, he stays healthy because he is just an injection of just everything this defense needed with his speed and his energy and his, and his hit sticks. And oh my God, that play on Moster was a beauty on fourth and one beauty. But again, I always advocate. I don't know why people pitch the ball on fourth down. You are already putting your running back four to five yards behind the line of scrimmage on that play on fourth and one. Why do people continually pitch the ball on fourth? It drives it's- me berserk.
2: It's like it's like it's like uh lining up and shotgun on fourth and one. I hate that too. I hate hate which we hate that which we did. (laughs) Which that was fourth and two. That was fourth and two. And I think and that should that should have been a DPI that against uh on yes, but that catch that that should have been a DPI. That was not a DPI because the NFL hates the Jets. But Let's go back to the offense real quick. Let's go back to the offense with real quick. You know, Dwayne Brown comes back, or Dwayne Brown's is inserted into the lineup. He's fully, he's activated. He says he's ready to go. He could have, he could have had shoulder surgery. They, they the doctors, were, the, the Jets were saying he could have had shoulder surgery, but he decided to stick it out. He felt it was healthy enough to play. Could have earned his nine million guaranteed for the year, but he decided to play. And he t- it took him a while, like, like Zach Wilson did last week. It took him a while to get warmed up. It took Dwayne Brown a couple of series to get himself settled. And I think I thought he played pretty well. I thought the left side play- played better than they had. Like him and Tomlinson had played better than they had in weeks prior. But I think the most impressive, the most impressive per- uh, individual in that offensive line. Is and continues to be Elijah Vera Tucker, but the most impressive player on this team.
3: Continues <laughs> to be Elijah Vera Tucker. What he is doing is unfounded. Un, it's it's unfounded. Like you don't do this as alignment. Like you should not have legit four spot versatility at a above average to elite level. This is ridiculous. Elijah Vera Tucker, legitimate, and this is like, oh yeah, it's a little hyperbole, but like this type of ability in year two, what's this, twenty-one games into your career, yeah, you legitimately, you shed EVT on that, <laughs> nice work.
2: <laughs> oh, EVT, uh, I'm an idiot. But when I hear Elijah, I think E. So like, I on. know. Anyway,
3: anyway. But he, He legitimately looks like he already looks like he's going to be a ring of honor New York jet and potentially could continue to climb into Hall of Fame level territory Mm because he is he was legitimately like one of the best guards before we had to jump him to two different tackle spots. And even in his tackle spots with his supposed lack of length, which is the big knock on him is his 31 and a half inch arm length is. He's given up three pressures in two weeks and none yesterday. You know, it's just, it's just, and he's moving people completely off the line. It's amazing. It's just amazing. I've never been so enthralled with like an offensive lineman before. But like I've never seen an offensive lineman do this at every no. every position.
2: Yeah. I, I've played offensive line, and it it's it's fun to watch guys like that. And, and I would like to personally thank the Seattle Seahawks and the Minnesota Vikings for allowing us to swap picks in the 2021 draft so the Jets could pick him up because obviously Joe Douglas and the scouting team and, the, and his scouts, a team of scouts, they saw something that they could build upon. He's I'm trying to find a comparison to a guy who, who has played with the Jets. Uh, mm-hmm. I want to say Fanica, but he played left tackle. He's Fanny there. He's the- so a fannac little play left guard. Okay. Um God, I'm trying to find a comparison. I don't know. I don't think there is one. I legitimately no, don't there think there is. I, one. I'm, I'm, at a loss, I'm at a loss to find a comparison. I can't find like, one. Brandon Moore he's, was own, he's, his, he's in his own, he's in his own. Yeah, league. Like, like
3: Brandon Moore was a Pro Bowl white right guard for us while he was there between you know uh, Mangold and Woody. But yeah AVT is doing better than Brandon Moore ever looked. And he was a pro bowler. I mean, like, this is crazy. Like, this is crazy. You know, I just wish he could settle in at one spot so he can get the recognition he deserves as being dominant right there. And the jets would then also be healthy, but I don't know now at this point, what do you do? Do you keep AVT at right tackle moving forward? Keep Dwayne Brown there (coughs) nurse back Fant and Mitchell and hope they come back before any, anybody else goes down. And then what? And like, and then what? Is Fant gonna come in and go to right tackle where he's terrible and AVG goes back to guard, or do you leave him just as bench fodder and keep Herbig in the lineup? And then when Mitchell comes back, what do you do there? Like yeah. they have some serious, serious discussions to handle if people if if Brown and AVT can continue to hold the reins, that when Fant and Mitchell come back, they have some very serious discussions to make. Because Nate Herbig's been damn good the last he's two weeks in AVT spot. Mm-hmm. So it's like mm-hmm. this is like a, a crazy amazing problem the Jets have is that they just have a lot of damn good depth.
2: Yeah, uh, the, 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 and the fact that you say the Jets have a, have a good problem, it, it it makes me smile both on the outside and the inside because they had a good problem going into the draft this year with the 4 and 10. What they could do with those, both of those, but they went up trading back into the first round to get, Jeremiah, to get Jermaine Johnson, and we'll get to the defense in just a second. But the fact that you say it's a good problem, that they have so much depth and they have so much on the, on the offensive line, especially and the defensive line, too. We'll talk about when we talk about the defense. But the fact that the Jets have a good problem when all these guys come back, it makes me it makes me happy. <laughs> it makes me happy because it, because that tells you that the Jets are doing a great job stockpiling talent through both the draft and through free agency. And they're doing, and they're doing such an effective job uh, doing that. And uh, they're, I'm just, they're I, I, in the in the words of Igor Shearin govich I I I'm so happy.
3: <laughs> <laughs> like they're crushing it right now, and like they still they still signed two season vets last week before or before yes. week four, and Ogwehi, a yes. former first rounder, and then Mike Remmers, who's got like nine years of starting experience. Mm -hmm. to play you know if if god forbid they need it like seriously like they just need them to stay healthy and once that is like the offensive line depth is just going to be ridiculous like ridiculous and i just i don't i that's like one thing where i just don't know what they're going to do like i truly i guess you want to have your best five on the field so Mm -hmm. i ultimately i guess that means that abt does go back to guard so that you know, Fant Andor or Mitchell can come in and play right tackle. But I mean, I don't know, man. I don't envy Robert Sala and Michael Four and Joe Douglas for these decisions right now because I don't really know what the best five looks like because it's so up and down and fluctuated right now that it's just like, it's either AVT dominating wherever he is and then the other four, like hopefully holding up.
2: Right. Well, <sighs> if if AVT needs to play center, can he play center?
3: I don't know. For real he might he might have to learn. Might I don't have know. To learn, if, you, but... if you wanted if you wanted me to take a bet on it with the way this year's gone so far, I'd say Dwayne Brown sticks and stays on the left as long as he's healthy. Mm-hmm. And ABT stays at right tackle until Mitchell gets healthy. And then Mitchell comes back in. ABT goes back to guard and Fant becomes bench.
2: But Fant can be can be a swing tackle. I think, he, I think I think he's thinking. more picked up. I think I think he's more picked up on the right side than the left because he's just he was playing. He just, he was a he was a dog's breakfast for the first four weeks to the first yeah, for the first two just, weeks.
3: He, he just wasn't the same George fan we saw last season. No, no, and you know, and being that this is a contract year, it's probably better for him to. It's probably better for the Jets business wise to keep him off the field, if you will, mm-hmm. so that you could you know maybe sign him again for a cheap one year deal next year is, as as swing tackle depth or he has to take you know he'll he'll have to take less money. I don't know. It's a difficult yeah. it's one of the very difficult decisions of being a GM, but I think it definitely I think with Max Mitchell's ascension, Dwayne Brown's two year signing yeah. and ABT coming up, I definitely think George Fan is a goner. I just yeah. don't see how he I, stays on the Jets again.
2: No, neither do I. And with and with the draft Next season, the, the Jets have right now the Jets are twenty, according to tankathon.com. The Jets are slayed to pick number 22, which is where you can find a, a, an elite tackle, uh, or an elite, uh, elite, t- yeah, an elite tackle
3: would have been Christian Darisaw territory for us if we didn't trade up for Elijah Vera Tucker. Hey, he's the third best, tack- he's like the third best tackle in the league right now. So I think that worked out for both the Jets and the Vikings, if you ask me.
2: Yeah, yeah, exactly. All right, so we're moving on from the offensive line. We're going to talk about our skill position, the skill position players. Uh, yesterday was, you know, Sunday's game was a little bit different in terms of uh, for for Zach Wilson. They didn't have to, they, they didn't have to throw a whole lot. Uh, Zach Wilson had a pretty efficient game. No touchdowns, no passing touchdowns, but he have a rushing touchdown. And I think that when Gardner Sauce Gardner got his first pick. And we'll get into this new killer instinct that the Jets have in in a, little, in a little bit, but that third down and goal play where Wilson is flushed out of the pocket, ends up running to the end zone scoring a touchdown. You, you weren't going to see that with Joe Flacco in the backfield. <sighs> you would have just stood there and try to throw it, try to throw it in the end zone, pray somebody in a green, somebody in a white white uniform comes up with the ball, but. With that, with Wilson's legs, that would have been without Wilson's legs, that would have been a different play if Flacco was in the lineup.
3: Uh, The Jets would be one and four right now (laughs) if Joe Flacco had to play. If Pittsburgh would have killed Joe Flacco with the way our offensive line played, it was literally only Zach's mobility that allowed us to stay in that game and eventually win it. So Joe Flacco, the Jets would have given up like 10 sacks last week to Pittsburgh if Joe Flacco was the quarterback. It would have been mm-hmm. ridiculous. And then this week, like, yeah, there's no way. There's there's no way that he was making that kind of a play. And it would have been – yeah, it, it's one of those things that could have changed, changed the entire complexion of the game. You know, having Zach's ability just to be a threat in all aspects of whether throwing it or rushing it is just maybe not on Lamar Jackson's level. But you know what? He gets it done. He gets it yeah. done. And that's Fred. Right at the moment right now. That's that's really just all I ask. Continue to play mistake free football. Continue to understand the offense and how to run it efficiently and effectively. And you know, some of those weeks it'll require you to ball out, and other of those weeks, you may not need to. And I'm okay right. with that. Because at the end of the day, all yeah. we give a shit about is win loss.
2: Yep. The only, the only, the, only stat, the only stat that counts is a W. That's it. Win that loss. counts. Running back, running backs. Carter, Carter and Hall are becoming, I are arguably the best running back tandem in the NFL. And the fact that Carter's still, it Carter's in year two, scores two touchdowns yesterday. Brees Hall is in his rookie season, but he leads, the, I believe he leads the team in all purpose yards because he's got. He's got almost 300 rushing yards total this season, but he's also got 213 receiving yards, almost had 200 all-purpose yards yesterday.
3: Three yards short. I I wish the floor could find a way to get him three more rushing (laughs)
2: yards, man. God. But, but the that's receivers my,
3: overall. My yeah. on yesterday's game is that Brees just needed three more rushing yards.
2: Just three more yards this is the only negative. That's the only negative I have. Um, yeah. But no, also the receivers—they were, I guess you can say they were kind of quiet in terms of, in in terms of touchdowns and and breathtaking plays. But they did the job they needed to do. I mean, I mean that after that missed field goal. Corey Davis has a 20-plus yard reception on first down, that gets him inside Miami territory. Garrett Wilson has a has a nice reception of his own. Um, they they seem to need to get Elijah Moore going a little bit more, but I think I think with the ex, with the extra weeks coming up, because it's, it's only Zach Wilson's second start this season, right? And I think as he gets more comfortable being in the backfield and passing and, and throwing the ball and sling the ball around. He's gonna get, and with the two head running attack, he's gonna find Elijah Moore open a a lot more. He's gonna find Garrett Wilson uh, streaking down the field or getting or doing some slashing moves to get to the first. down. he's gonna have Corey Davis making key receptions because he's a he's definitely a he's become the the I don't know. You could say he's become the uh, Eric Decker sort of. Yeah, the possession receiver. You need a p- big possession. Corey Davis is going to get you a big reception.
3: I was going to say like Anquan Bolden, like to that me did. his play style is very reminiscent of kind of Anquan Bolden, right? In a way, that's just that's that's I don't know why that's just what I see between their size and strength and just possession ability. That's just what I see. You know, so it's just they're a great one two three. I just I really can't wait for Elijah's game. Like I, I just I just can't wait to see it. I'm praying on it. Yeah. My, my, I, had a, my, I had a bold, I had a bold prediction. Pray on it.
2: Yeah. I had a bold prediction that Elijah Moore would have twelve hundred receiving yards this year. And so far it's not living up to that billing, but that's okay. There's seven there's twelve more weeks to to work on that.
3: That's true. That's true. He can yeah. still get there. He can still All get right. there.
2: So what's your grade for the offense, Dan? If you if you were to give the offense a grade, what's your grade? What's your final grade of yesterday's performance? I think,
3: I think it it's tough to grade them as a whole. I think to grade them as a complete whole, you gotta give them a B plus A minus. Like you gotta mm-hmm. be right there as a whole, you know, just effort, ability, and execution ability, you're right there in an A. But it's tough to get it's tough to stay there because the pass game besides, you know, Brees Hall, 79. I mean, you take away Brees Hall 79 yarder, and it's a very different look mm-hmm. for the passing game. For the, you know, so that is definitely like you want to have a little bit more balance there. You'd like to see a little bit more for as far as that goes from the from the receivers and the pass game as a whole. But again, it wasn't necessarily needed. Running backs were amazing. I mean, they are making people miss left and right, big playability. I mean, five rushing touchdowns. You know, the rushing, yeah. the rushing attack was was on point. So, I mean, as an execution standpoint, they're a solid A. Rushing standpoint, they're a solid A. A minus a, a- to A. I mean, you converted, but you didn't have a ton of yards and domination. Passing game, I think the passing game is probably like a B minus, C plus to a B minus in that regard. Again, you take away Brees Hall's 79 yarder, and all the stats look way different way different
2: yeah and granted miami's defense passing defense is pretty solid they have a pretty decent pass
3: they've been garbage this year and they were missing howard and jones which is two of the reasons why dolphins fans are just poo-pooing this this loss off oh we gotta talk i mean yeah we're not gonna go too into that but dolphins fans are definitely sore losers and little bitches for sure uh, yeah. And I can say that I live in South Florida. I'm surrounded by him. I've heard it all today. For you, forget it. Crime a river, Crime <laughs> river.
2: But so for me, yeah. Go ahead.
3: <clears throat> I was just gonna say, but that, that's just like, you know, we there. Sh- we should have been able to accomplish more with our receiving and tight end talent than we did. But Brees Hall, is such a monster. We just didn't need to. No. in that regard. No. So it's a little. It's a little. Ticky tacky, but that's kind of where I'm at. I, you know, a for execution, a minus for the rushing attack and like a C plus for like the passing attack.
2: Okay. All right. This offense, I'm going to give them a very high B plus, um, had some opportunities to kind of missed out on that fourth, that fourth down where they were at fourth and two. And they liked the pass on that play. I wasn't really too thrilled with that. Um, Zach Wilson, very efficient on the passing end. Running what, the running attack was on point. On point. And when you have some of the one of the best offensive linemen in football, period, in Elijah Vera Tucker. And also a very good running, a very good running uh, run blocker in Lincoln Tomlinson, too. You can do so much in this offense. Uh passing attack left a little bit to be desired like you said Dan uh but I think this offense yesterday and the score line just reflected everything. I mean I mean Miami and the Jets they were kind of even in time of possession. The Jets had just a slight edge uh but they did but they were able to do more with the time that they had on the field. Uh, I mean I mean you had a field goal you had and you had five touchdowns and along to go, along with the safety, which we'll talk about the defensive performance in just a second. But I give the offense a very high B plus, uh for sure. For sure. I think borderline I think A think minus, but definitely fair. B plus.
3: I think that's certainly fair. As a collective whole, I say that's right about where they should be a B to a B plus, in all honesty. Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: You know. I'm on I agree with you hundred percent as far as that goes.
2: All right, so let's talk about this Jets defense. My goodness, that defensive line was disruptive yesterday. (laughs) And it didn't matter who was on the field. It doesn't matter who was on the field at quarterback. Thank you you for finally coming through
3: and seeing what the second most expensive defensive line in the NFL can actually do. Mm -hmm. We've, we've, We've been waiting for it for five weeks. I mean, if it had to come out to anybody, I'm certainly glad it was the frickin' Miami Dolphins. Yeah. But you know, like that was that was incredible. Like Carl Lawson's performance and JFM's performance mm-hmm. was ridiculous. And with JFM almost kind of playing slightly a bit out of position as a natural edge and doing as well as he is, is also ridiculous. I mean, these guys right now are like two top fifteen edge rushers in the league.
2: Yep. I I think I saw a stat that the Jets had 14 quarterback pressures on sunday and um, carl lawson was responsible for seven of them
3: yeah yeah which is I, yeah which i saw that stat too so jets record and the Jets previous record was five which jfm yep. matched yesterday mm-hmm. so jfm mm-hmm. matched the previous jets record and carl lawson blew it out of the water you know and it was just it was just saying Quinnen, Quinnen's gonna make himself so much money this offseason it's insane mm-hmm. the jets I mean, I understand the Jets' slight maybe hesitation to not want to pay him the bag because you weren't quite getting the number three overall pick. We are getting the number three overall pick and then some this season with Quinn Williams, and it's going to cost the Jets dearly, dearly.
2: Yeah, and that's another good problem for the Jets this coming up. Spend it on your homegrown talent.
3: It's about damn time.
2: Now, is it, I made a comparison this morning on snowman in the morning that Quentin Williams is finally bec- he's finally becoming the the dominant defensive lineman that the Jets have won the Jets fans have wanted to see out of him, and also and I, I kind of I don't know if it's fair to make a comparison, but he's starting to turn into an Aaron Donald type player where he's he's getting double teamed every te- every seat he's getting double teamed every game, but yet he finds a way to not only get to the quarterback, but also stop like just completely stop the run and make your make life miserable in the middle. Is 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 it a fair comparison or is he just a little bit does he still have room for improvement to make that leap?
3: I I don't know if you could compare anybody to Aaron Donald and what he's kind of done and been, but uh I would say he's been everything we hoped for up until this point. He's dominating anybody that's in front of him he's beating double teams and and and, you know more often than not he's i haven't seen him truly get blown off any like any at at any point this season he's basically even if he hasn't made the stop he's kind of held his own at the line maybe he didn't win but he held his own i haven't seen him get pancaked or blown out even on these double teams, I mean, his strength is very clearly improved. His agility is very clearly improved. His recognition is through the roof improved. And you're finally seeing him put it all together on how to just destroy, destroy the centers and guards that he lines up against. And Liam Eikenberg didn't stand a chance yesterday against Quinn Williams. Like, didn't stand a chance. Granted, the fact that we only got two sacks with all those pressures is a testament to Skyler Thompson and his ability to get the ball out in time before we right. could get home. Which is the which is like the one thing still with the Jets that's killing you. And it's just like they're pressuring like crazy. Hikey. <laughs> I don't know where mine is. She's hiding and she won't come out. I don't know. You cute though. But she, yeah, like the one thing. Show like mascot long
2: right there. Yeah. <laughs>
3: I don't know where mine is. I don't know where Princess is at the moment. She's just not being social.
2: That's okay.
3: But, um, yeah, like, it was just like you just – I just want to see them be a split second faster in closing the gap. Like, that's literally what I want to see. Like, if you can get a quarter of a second faster to the quarterback, we're probably talking four additional sacks throughout this season mm-hmm. thus far.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: You know, they just need to – they just need to clog up the little holes that are allowing these quarterbacks to make these throws, to make them hesitate so that we can get additional sacks. Like Skyler Thompson on that third down play should have absolutely been sacked, but he got that Fugazi tip ball completion to Jalen Waddle on like third and two <laughs> to extend that drive. But that should have been a sack right there. You just couldn't get like JFM just couldn't get to him quick enough and get him down before he had the chance to get rid of it and like i just want to see that change get there a split second quicker and that yep. can change the outlook tremendously tremendously
2: yeah. and, and the one positive is that with the two corners you have in sauce gardner and dj reed and also with michael carter the second uh i i think with i think you're going to see them get a lot more sacks in the coming weeks. Just seeing how the, the the two corners have been, these two corners have been dominant. We'll get to the secondary momentarily, but seeing how they've been so far this year uh, in terms of their uh, limiting some of the best receivers in the league to, I wouldn't say just minimal catches, a minimal catches and B, not a whole lot of open looks. I mean, Andrews in week one, less than 60 yards for the first time in his career. Jamal Chase didn't ha- wasn't very effective against the uh, against Jets. He had that one touchdown, the miscommunication between Whitehead and Gardner. But otherwise, Chase was being was being was being uh, haunted by Gardner the entire game. I, I only I think I only had three catches that game. Last week Chase Claypool, non fact not a factor. This week both Jillian Waddle and Tyreek Hill, I think combined had seven catches.
3: Combined. Nine, nine. Hill had seven oh, for forty-seven, and Waddle had like two for like thirty. I thought Waddle had two or two, three, or two for like twenty-five or something. I don't remember. Let me see. I can tell you right now. Hang on. Waddle had. Waddle was three for twenty-three, and Tyreek yeah. was seven for forty-seven.
2: Yeah. So. so Limiting to the, the, the probably the two highest,
3: the, probably the, the top the, receiver. The, the, the top receiver in, ter- in terms, terms of
2: yardage, the top two receivers in terms of yardage. Yeah, y- you'll hold them to 10 receptions in total, right? And you'll and, hear, and, and you'll, hear the, and, and you'll the yeah, field.
3: and again, I don't give a I don't give a shit about quarterback this quarterback that. All right, Mike White came out and blew the doors off Cincinnati as a third string quarterback. Mm-hmm. With mm-hmm. half the talent we're putting together today right now, so sorry, I don't, I don't really care. You can find a way to win, especially when you have the talent you have. Next man up should have been able to do a lot better. So mm-hmm. again, Dolphins fans, cry me a river. You ain't getting no sympathy <laughs> from me, brother.
1: Yeah,
2: linebackers, Quan Alexander, probably my CJ Outside of D and CJ Mosley, I.
3: Sorry, C.J. I have Bosley concerns.
2: I, I have my concerns with him because, especially d- towards the end of the game, where he's trying to cover Gasicki, let Mike Gasicki beat you down the middle uh, against uh, 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 you know in a, in, a, in a in garbage time basically. But I mean, great, he's good against the run, great against the run, but coverage wise, eh, I'm a little I'm a little concerned.
3: Yeah, he's missing he can't keep up with people anymore he's missing tackles at like a rate that like he's never done before like his his leadership abilities there love to have him in the building but i mean like he just can't he he just he's just not the player he can be to be on the field anymore like at this point now he's got to be in like a rotational leadership role like you can't just play him in like a full complement of snaps he's just not there he's just not there and he's killing it's it's killing the middle of the defense and it's one of the reasons why the run defense is still so is still so easy to get gashed because CJ just can't get there he just can't get there and he can't wrap up it's just it's you know Quan's been a Quan's been fantastic i mean he's probably been a top 25 linebacker but CJ's got to be towards the bottom of the list for as far as linebackers go so far you know so I, I almost, I wish we had a Sunday night game on NBC so that we can see everybody's PFF score at the bottom just scrolling past as they introduce all the players in the first quarter. Right, because I'd love to know where right. everyone's at, you know.
2: You know if the Jets win enough games, I think it's very possible you could see them on a Sunday night, especially if, especially towards November, December, when games are when games are important. They they want to be in those situations. The last regime said, we want to be in the conversation in December and November, and they didn't quite get there. Last year's team wasn't quite, wasn't there there at all, but you can see later in the season them starting to develop. Now at three and two and starting to build momentum, we could possibly see a flex game in the future for the Jets.
3: Would be nice. It would be damn nice to see a flex game happen for the Jets here because we only got one prime time, and Denver's garbage has already been on for four times already in five weeks. Three yeah. or four times already in five weeks. We've had to suffer through Denver games. Give me a break. Rus- this is a but, joke. But,
2: but Russell Wilson.
3: <laughs> yeah, but Russell Wilson, nothing. Seahawks <laughs> look like a very clear winner of that deal so far. So Gino far, Smith yeah. It's amazing.
1: <laughs> oh,
3: my God! Who would have thought? Geno Smith looks like the looks like the truth, and they got a bunch of first rounders and players. It's amazing. Seahawks look like Seahawks look like they made up for the Jamal Adams deal.
2: Yeah. So I mean, they, linebacker. So, I, mean, I I know Quincy. Quincy. How do you know how long Quincy Williams is going to be out of the lineup? I think he, he got put get, on IR. another week. I think, he, uh, I, I think I.
3: I thought they had put did they, I mean, maybe I missed it, but I thought Quincy had been put on IR.
2: I, I know he was out for this game. But I don't know if he was if he's, if he's on I've got a
3: minimum of four weeks. But if I'm wrong, then I don't. Then I I don't know. I haven't heard anything more about his ankle. But from what I understood, it was a that was a pretty good high ankle sprain he's dealing with here. He should be out for at least another two weeks.
2: At yeah, least high ankle sprains weeks. are no are no fun.
3: <laughs> oh, I got one. No I got one. Fifteen years. I got one. Ten years ago, I haven't recovered from. That's how bad that thing is. Jacked my left ankle up so bad, I still feel problems with it to this day.
2: Well, another guy who's speaking of of ankle injuries, another guy who suffered an ankle injury was Jermaine Johnson, but uh, he was he's in a walking boot after the game. Uh, on on his On social media, he said, "I'm okay," so hopefully, it's just a matter of just soreness. Or uh, he was carted to the locker room. Um, I, pres- I as a precautionary measure, but hopefully, it's. Not as bad as we think he says he's okay. Hopefully he'll be able to go next week against Green Bay because uh, having him as another guy who can disrupt the uh one of the best quarterbacks over the past decade and a half uh, would be optimal.
3: <laughs> yes, very much so. It'll be, I would really love I'd really love for the defensive line to put through another performance like they did today, or like they did yesterday on Green Bay. Because that should make life incredibly difficult for Aaron Rodgers. And I want to see a defensive touchdown. That's what I'm ready to see here. I'm yep. ready to see a defense. I'm ready to see a momentum swing with a pick six. I want a Brandon Echols style pick six. I want to jump around and just walk it in. Yep. yep. That's what I want to see.
2: So speaking, of this, speaking of Brandon Echols, let's talk about the secondary. The secondary is starting to become spe- something special. And that was. Evident yesterday when Sauce Gardner got his first career pick, Uh, a lot of that had to do with John Franklin Myers getting in and getting a hand on uh, uh, Thompson's arm as he's releasing the ball. You see it kind of flutter, and then Sauce Gardner jumps it and just gets in front of uh, a receiver and pick it off. And he almost had, I think, uh, I mean, on that last drive in the first half, the Jets could have had... A couple picks, too. Uh, Quan Alexander could have had a pick. That was close. And DJ Reed was very close to uh, getting a a couple picks, too.
3: (laughs) DJ Reed's catch was insane. If you watch the replay on how he caught that ball, that was insanity. That was a stretch-back one-hander that he just so happened to be out of bounds on. That catch was nasty. It's too bad it doesn't count. Because that was that was an amazing catch and nobody talked about it cuz it was just some incomplete play but tj reed's one handing stretch back interception was insane and like yeah. you know you know you knew sauces you knew sauces was coming he's just been too locked down to not to not be able to take advantage of one in his direction so you knew that was coming and this this secondary is really really gone from arguably the biggest weakness on the team maybe a
2: liability to a strength
3: to, to, to arguably. Yeah. Oh, I mean, Oh, oh to this point, they've, oh, they've been better than the defensive line. So, I mean, they would have been our biggest defensive strength. I mean, I guess now you can argue maybe the D lines a little bit stronger than the secondary is, but man, it's wild, man. Sauce and DJ have been a revelation. What an, what a job by Joe Douglas and company to nail not one but both of those. And both also thank,
2: those. and also thank you to the Houston Texans for picking Derek Stingley, who got his first creator interception yesterday, uh, Derek Stingley and, Jr. But that and that enabled the, the Jets get to uh, select Sauce Gardner. That's the guy they really, really, really wanted in the first and the, uh, for their first overall pick.
3: Oh, and, it's, and it and it looks like the absolute right pick i mean right now he looked to me he looks like defensive rookie of the year i mean to me right now he looks like defensive rookie of the year he's been insane he's been just way way better than i think any of us expected and his college tape was special so you know yeah it's just been it's been insane tariq woolen of the seahawks may have more interceptions as a fifth rounder you know he's already up to like 3 interceptions on the season but, dude, what Sauce is doing, Sauce looks like he may never give up another touchdown after the Jamar yeah. Chase one again. Jamar, He'll have one touchdown credited to his name for his entire career, and it'll be in week yeah. three against Jamar Chase in a miscommunication, and, no less.
2: An unsung hero in the secondary for the day was Jordan Whitehead. Seven total tackles, six, to, six solo tackles. Yeah, pretty, pretty solid game yesterday. Darrell Dur- 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 Rivas' cousin. With the uh yeah. with the nice job, uh on the, in the secondary, let's give our defensive grades. I'm gonna start first. Uh, my defensive grades. I'm gonna give them a solid B. Um. The three different the, the three penalties which were kind of chintzy and a little bit ticky tacky. Uh, you can't allow those. Uh, you, even even if it's ticky tacky, they're gonna come back to hurt you, and they they did. Uh, for at least one, uh, one series, um. CJ Mosley, I'm a little bit concerned in regards to his coverage play. He had ten tackles he, he he was tied for the lead with ten total tackles, but it, it, I, I, he has to play better in coverage. And the 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 the, up, the defensive line was super disruptive all day long. And yeah, it's a third string quarterback. So, but so what? You're supposed to beat those kind of. You're supposed to beat those kind of those kind of players you're supposed to beat teams that are have their third third string quarterback coming to the game one after one play you're supposed to beat those teams but i give them a solid b high b borderline b b plus um secondary played lights out had a great game limiting tyreek hill and jill and waddle uh and the fact that I believe it was Sauce Gardner giving the uh, deuces after that interception was uh, great troll job, great troll job, um, and almost having uh, additional turnovers as well. I mean He had the fumble, the almost scoop and score by Quinn, by Quinn and Williams, and that disrespectful stiff arm on Tyreek Hill was just oh. something spe- Was something to see as well. But I give them a high B, borderline B plus. Something's got to work on, but overall, a uh, solid B.
3: Again, if I'm going to break it down into quadrants, D-line gets an A+. Plus. Mm. Or, yeah, it, it gets, gets an A. D-line gets an A. Pressure was insane. He got gashed a little in the run, but, I mean –
2: but over, you but know, it compensates for the fact that they, you didn't give a whole lot. You had the, uh, you, had, you had
3: a game plan, and that was to get after the quarterback. And you know what? Yeah. I respect it because it's what we wanted. So I'm willing to take some lumps in the run game to try and pin your ears back on a seventh round rookie that's never played before. So we, we okay forgot.
2: We forgot to mention Sauce Gardner's safety that knocked Teddy two gloves out of the game. That's uh, the true. First I mean, play first the of first.
3: Play of the game it was amazing. It was just, it was a tone setter and, and it was just like strategy. on
2: that corner blitz. Oh
3: yeah, it was beautiful. It was beautiful scheming because they had to run a quarter blitz all season long, so there was no. none on tape, and Bridgewater and the Dolphins had zero clue it was coming, and it was just, you know, bricks had some rough weeks, but yesterday was a much better, much better day. But yeah, I give yep. the D line, the D line gets an A. You know, again gashed in the run game, but you had a different game plan and I respect it. So it's, I'm okay with it. Secondary gets an A easy, really an easy solid A. I mean, they didn't let anything get behind them. They didn't really let up any truly big plays in that regard, kept the best wide receiver duo in the league to the to, to little to nothing. So solid A plus linebackers <sighs> linebackers. It's just crazy because Kwan's doing so good and CJ's doing so bad. Yeah, like Kwan's doing so good and CJ's doing so bad. So like, <clears throat> excuse me. I like I like flip flop between wanting to give him like a B minus because of like how good Quan was, but I also want to give him like a D because of how bad Mosley was. So I guess call I'm it gonna, a solid C. I'm gonna call it a C right there, and mainly yeah. it could have gone either way depending on which CJ Mosley you're getting but it's it's very clear we're not going to get the week 1 of 2019 CJ Mosley back.
2: No. <laughs> so
3: we're we're not getting him back. So could you imagine though if you could only yes. imagine getting that CJ Mosley from those 3 quarters in right now. <clears throat> excuse me in our defense, it would just be they'd be then the defense would have pitched a shutout yesterday with how that yeah. works, A lot of literally a lot of the problems yesterday come down to the the tackling and poor ability of C.J. Mosley. A lot of it. And I never want to see Nathan Shepard on a field again. (laughs) Stop putting him in rotation. Like, he should be a weekly inactive at this point. There is no reason for him to be on the field. Bryce Huff, too. Can we give Can we give Bryce Huff a uh, moment of recognition here, guys? A healthy oh, absolutely. For the, bro, you guys, a healthy scratch for the first three weeks to the like. <coughs> excuse me. The uh, COVID symptoms are kicking in here. Uh-uh. <coughs> oh, sorry. So like, he's a healthy scratch for the first three weeks to the curiosity and dismay of Jet fans not understanding after watching him in the preseason, seeing him beast that he's the guy that's losing snaps. now the last two weeks coming out and having a pressure rate of over over 20% in both games on limited snaps I think he only played 11 snaps yesterday and had Mm. like another and had like another two or three pressures and almost got home again I mean he is so lightning quick off the edge he's so lightning fast off the edge and it does it's so different than any of the other edge rushers that like you just can't handle him. Like he needs to get more rotations. Like he needs to get more. Like I, I, I would love for the Jets defense to be able to get more third and <clears throat> third and in intermediates and third and longs, so that mm-hmm. we could watch him come in the field more and just pin because God, he's so good. And what sucks is he's probably going to get a con, a nice contract from somebody else, and then truly hit. His ceiling, because <coughs> <clears throat> we just don't have, we just don't have like the room for
1: him. Yeah, you
2: know? and, and and also, I, you talk about Jeff Ulbert coming having a rough couple first couple weeks. Uh, I do want to give him credit for putting in his three best defensive linemen t- yesterday too. Uh, JFM's uh, snap percentage went up. Quillen Williams' snap percentage went up, and Carl Lawson's snap percentage went up for the amount of times they were on the field. So you 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 knew your best players on the field at key times, and he, he had them out there. He had them out there. You you want your dog. You want your best dogs to get your you, to make the biggest plays, and they did. And they and they were out there more than they had been the previous weeks.
3: I mean, anybody that watches football could tell that like this was something that needed to be done. Like I don't understand why it even took five weeks. Like this needed to be done. Quinnen should be out there for 75 to minimum. 70, 75% of the snaps minimum. Carl Lawson should be out there for 70, 75% snaps minimum. You know, yeah. so if, if his Achilles can handle it.
2: Yeah. And then, I think I think though I think all three were like high to mid high sixties to mid seventies in terms yeah, of Yeah, the they need to be.
3: They, they, sh- none of them, none of the three should ever get under the 70% mark. And then you just rotate over, then you just rotate around depending on where you want Quinn and, or JFM to line up. So you bring in your Huffs, you bring in your Solomon Thomas's, your Sheldon Rankins, you know, wh- whatever it is, depending on where you want JFM and three tech or the edge, and then you just let them go. And I mean, it's just wild. It's just crazy. We all thought JFM was going to be playing three tech and he's back to edge full time and dominating. I mean, it literally goes against everything that I thought was going to happen this year was JFM moving to three-tech full-time to pair Dexter in. But instead, they're keeping him at edge. He's been a top-15 edge player up until this point. And Sheldon Rankins is having himself a little bit of a revelation of a season too compared to where he was last year. So it's like all of a sudden, like a few things didn't quite go, I guess, the way I expected and probably others. But I mean – that's why I, you know, that's why I'm talking to you on a computer, and Salah's there scheming it up, because yep. they know better than I do.
2: How about the secondary? What do you give them for a grade? Oh,
3: A, A all day, yep. A all day. How now, could overall, you not? what's your? Yeah, right.
2: Yeah. Now, what's your? You uh, what's your overall grade for the Jets' de- For the Jets' defense.
3: Overall grade for the Jets' defense. I mean, if I'm going, if I'm going A minus C A, definitely a solid. B plus b mm. b b b to b plus game for sure b to b plus game for sure absolutely yeah
2: all right Absolutely. all right so we're gonna end things here uh, in just a moment or two dan if people want to i know you're not on social media that much that, that often very yeah like i just troll, i just troll,
3: i just troll twitter at this point nowadays you know so i mean if you want to troll with me I think, uh, what's the account I have now? I lost the other one. So if you want to troll Twitter with me now, I think it's like Danny smiles 13, you know, just, I really just troll a lot of Finns fans. It's, it's like, kind of like my, my favorite thing to do. So sorry. I'm getting a call here uh, All from, right. a very, from a person here that I'm, is going to want an answer here in a minute. So Got sorry on. about that, but That's yeah, okay. no, I appreciate you having me on. Uh, always, always love to talk to you on victory Monday. Yes. Um, you know so let's hope we can do this again you know come in the coming weeks and uh to move with more victory mondays brother
2: absolutely absolutely well on my end you can find me personally here at who is ryan mcc for no credentials required you can find our channels here twitter instagram tiktok at no credits req facebook.com forward slash req no credits req on youtube give us a thumbs up if you're watching and also subscribe and follow and get the notifications on the podcast side, Spreaker's are home base, but you also find us at Apple, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, any platform. Also, rate and review, five stars is preferred. Leave us a rating, or leave us a review, if I might even read it on the air. So, for my buddy Danny Goldstein, Victory Monday, baby! Victory Monday on No Credentials Required, where you don't need a press pass to talk sports. We're presented by... Billy Up Sports in Association with in Association with God's Little Media. Oh my god, this this sells so getting to me. Tomorrow, 7 p.m. Eastern Time with Dustin. We'll be back to talk the week that was in the NFL. We'll also do a little preview of the divisional series in Major League Baseball. So again, for Dan Goldstein, I'm Ryan McCarthy. Thanks for watching. Tune in tomorrow night. Thank you for listening to this Belly Up Sports Podcast Network product. Some said we go belly up, so we made it our name. And we're still here.
0: Don't let being treated for pain be a pain. Come to Downtown's Healthcare, 950 17th Street in Denver. Find out how to reduce pain naturally without surgery, without drugs. Call Downtown's Healthcare, 303-292-9992. Now in Lowry or downtown. Are you suffering from chronic joint or back pain? Downtown's Healthcare in Denver offers effective alternative therapies that are non invasive, non surgical, and drug free. Start your journey to a pain free life. Call Downtown's Healthcare at 303 292 9992, now in Lowry or downtown.
3: Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky?
0: Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, uh-huh, in my dentist's office.